Fearscape Media Network. Exploring the unknown, one podcast at a time. Hello there, my name is Sam. And I'm the man with no name, Lance Wayne. And we're the hosts of The Antagonists, an all-villain podcast. You can join us every other Thursday for a new episode as we discuss all of your favorite villains from books, movies, and more. Are the villains you love to hate really as wicked as they seem? Tune in and find out. You can find us on all major podcast platforms or join us over on fearscapemedia.com. Ghosts in the Attic's Bodies in the Basements may contain graphic, violent, vulgar, or explicit content not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, welcome back to Ghosts in the Attic, Spies in the Basement. I'm Anna. And I'm Lindsay. Let's go inside. All right. So what have you been up to lately, lady? Well, um, it is officially summer break here. And so, Up here. Yeah. It's yeah. wild times. Yeah. There, there <laughs> is no structure in life anymore. Try it, I may. <laughs> my son will go to bed by 8 9 o'clock at night and he will be in his room quietly watching whatever until like two or three in the morning i'm like hey homie let's go to bed well, he's, the like, other I, day, he's like i'm in bed it's like that doesn't count even the other day my oldest came in at like 7 a.m like i'm up because my husband goes to work at like seven ish so we're usually up around 6 30 and she's like i think i can't remember what he asked me like for a bowl of cereal or something i don't know and i'm just like you're up really early she's, oh i don't think i'm to sleep yet because why not and then yeah. they, they wonder why it's such a struggle to get back into the routine of going to school. It's like, I don't know, because you threw all structure out the window, even though I've tried to put it in place. Right. Like the, the, the second that last dismissal happened, there was no more structure. Yeah. It's like school bell rang and it's a free for all. I'm just like, hey, can we maybe go to bed, please? Like even the toddler is like, no, I'm not going to bed. Oh, fun. Like, well, no. I mean, because she could probably hear the other kids up and be like, hey, yeah, she shares a room. She shares a room with a seven-year-old. So like I get that. But most of the time she's the one keeping the seven-year-old up. It's it's a mess, but hopefully like it won't take us down. Yeah, right. Like oh, my, my son right right now, he's at the children's museum uh with his little friend. Oh, and that's cool. He's like, I've never even been there before. I was like, um, you you have. But because of COVID, but because of COVID, he hasn't done anything fun in so long. Like there's no school field trips, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a nonstop, like memory lapse of like, I've never done anything before. It's like, but, but you have, right. He, he's like, I mean, you're, you're wrong. I've never been there. I was like, okay. You're right. I'm wrong. The end. You feel that though. Cause there are things where I'm like, oh, wow. We, we haven't done that before. I'm like, but wait, 
yeah it's just it's just been a while you know yeah i get it 2020 was a weird time warp it's like it flew by but also was an eternity and didn't happen and it's just a weird thing this year has been a time warp too like i don't know how it's already like mid-june i i I really don't understand how that's possible right it's i i don't understand it like i feel like i was just at my birthday book signing and like here it is like right five yeah. months later i'm like wait what just happened <laughs> yeah this year has been a doozy that is for sure and but i have hey, done no writing Woo! i'm so productive we're in the same boat i keep thinking about writing i keep thinking because yeah. i i've had this idea oh, in my i'll get head. really tired and then the thoughts start coming i'm like shut up i want to oh, go to sleep always and always when you're trying to sleep life. If any of you who listen to this, like the whole like three of you who listen to this want to write, the biggest lie you will ever tell yourself is I can write that down in the morning. I'll remember it. You don't. You, me and Lindsay will have a phone call and down. like 30 minutes later, be like, wait, what was that idea we had? And then we'll be like, did you write it down? No. Did you? No. Oh, crap. And it's gone. Yeah, we've, forever. Just yeah, we've flies lost away. so much. We've lost so much. Flies right. Write it down. Biggest lie you'll tell yourself is that you'll remember. Yeah, because you won't. And like, if I have like a really vivid dream, I'll try to like take notes as soon as I wake up because like Mm -hmm. dreams fade so fast. Mm -hmm. And some of it's like half asleep gibberish typing. And I'm like, what the hell does that even say? Like, the fuck was I trying to get across here? I can't tell you the number of times I have seen on my Facebook memories Wow, I just woke up from the most crazy nightmare. Can't wait to write it as a story. What nightmare was it, Lindsay? Because <laughs> obviously a story never came from it. Right? Like, I do that all the time. And I'll write like, it down. I, I have oh. so many notes on my phone, and I'm just like, wait, what, what does this pertain to? So I have to be really descriptive with my notes, or I confuse the hell out of myself. You just reminded me I had a story idea the other day, and I won't get into it on the podcast. That's not why we're here. No, but, but I need I'm to intrigued. write it down and I need to tell you about it when we're done recording. But yeah, so enough of us gabbing away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you go first this week. I think I went first last week. And if not, then you're going first because that's what I just said. Because oh. that's the, the randomness of my brain is I swear I went first last week. And if I didn't, sorry guys, Lindsay gets to go first two weeks in a row. Uh, so are you covering okay. true crime or paranormal this week? Okay, I'm actually doing something different. It is on the paranormal side of things, but it's not my usual ghosty type stuff that I usually cover. I'm going to talk about aliens today. Ooh, yes. All the alien stuff. I love alien (laughs) abduction stories or like one of my favorite seasons of American Horror Story was the uh, Asylum one. Mm -hmm. And they had like an alien like trope type thing and then it was really interesting yeah like I don't remember the character's name because it's been so long since I've watched American Horror Story because my child does nothing but watch YouTube which Mm -hmm. is just my favorite um but they have like an abduction thing in that season it's really cool and not to mention Mm -hmm. the whole season is just really wild in general but Um, uh so I'm like obsessed with aliens I believe aliens exist Bigfoot exists Loch Ness Monster exists all of it like, I believe in all of these things, and my husband just rolls his eyes at me. Okay, but the thing with aliens, we just talked about how it's, like, already almost mid-June. I don't know. A lot of people might already know this. 
and it's kind of been one of those things that's been in the back of my head for a while now. But in June, the director of national intelligence and the secretary of defense have until the end of the month, or they they were supposed to get together and plan all this out or whatever. They have until the end of June to declassify everything the government knows on UFOs and make it public. Oh, hell yeah. I'm so excited. Because, like, I remember looking at documents a while back and everything was, like, blacked out. I'm like, hey, that does me no good. I also have to say, as a side note, I play Fortnite. You can laugh at me if you want. Like, I get, like, a lot of kids play it or whatever. But it's fun. And the new season that just came out in, like, in June is alien invasion themed. And I feel like that's just Epic Games making a huge joke about the fact that the information's coming out. And right. if it's not, what a funny coincidence. But I have a feeling that they probably know. That's and, hilarious. And so I was like, okay, they had to have done it on purpose. I love it. But but back on topic of the actual like demand for release or whatever you want to call it. Um, it was actually part of the Intelligence Authorization Act for the fiscal year 2021, which was a part of the coronavirus relief bill. Oh, really? So we got all our stimulus checks. We're also getting aliens. Hell yeah. Money and alien facts. I'm about that. Right. And um, you probably already know this because it's kind of old news, but we just talked about how 2021's year was a weird year. Meh, can't talk. Um, the government did actually confirm in like April 2020-ish that UFOs are real. Well, but it kind of flew under the radar. It, no yeah, I was going to say, nobody really caught that. And then, I mean, I didn't. Maybe some oh. people did. Our but because shared mostly the world in like the form of memes. The world was falling apart. So yeah, we, let's just yeah, slide we that little this, tidbit in. We were at this weird standstill, like fight or flight or freeze moment in history where we mostly, like, it, time kind of stood still. Like I said, it was like a weird time warp in 2020. We were all, we all switched to survival modes. Nobody, because April 2020. Everybody was buying all the toilet paper. April 2020 is right at the start of everything happening, at least in the United States. Like it had already been happening in China for quite a while, but like it was the height of it all happening. So it it was mostly, like I said, I mostly know about it from memes because that's kind of the coping mechanism that most of society took on. Was, was like laughing at it. So I was like, of course, of course UFOs were real. We're all going to die and UFOs are real. This is great. Everything didn't fine. Didn't that Tiger King special come out around that same time too? So everybody was just obsessed with Tiger King. Yeah, so we're like, we all just kind UFOs? of we're forgot about UFOs it. being real. That's crazy. I had no idea that they like formally announced, hey, by the way, UFOs are a thing. Yeah. Just in case you're wondering. Yeah, and so then now they have to say, like, okay, like, well, everything. Which, if it's put into a bill that was then signed by the president and all of that, makes me really wonder. It's like, okay, well, do you know? Right? Like, what is happening? And the um, former intelligence director, whose name apparently is John Ratcliffe, is saying that it's going to be big. Ooh, so like, that's exciting yeah, and, and also terrifying. fucking terrifying. Yes, it's so much. And so with all of that, because that's been heavy on my mind between playing Fortnite and there's aliens everywhere. Like you can drive UFOs, you can get abducted, like all sorts of stuff. <laughs> um, Fun. So between that, knowing that this is coming in June, like 
and some other stuff like that I'm going to get into, I was like, okay, I got to do something alien related. And so then I got to thinking about 2020 again. And um, last summer, about a year ago, this past week, actually, ironically, we had like a bit of a family emergency come up. You probably remember personally, but our listeners yeah. don't know where we had to kind of unplanned drive up to Nevada. In the height of the pandemic. Yeah. Which meant driving straight through because like you can't stay in a hotel in the pandemic. Yeah, you you can can do, you can, but it was really hard to get into hotels at that time. Oh, we didn't know if any were open. We didn't know, like, because it's always kind of questionable with hotels. Like, are they really clean? And so then in a brand new pandemic that we know nothing about at the time. And it's just like, we didn't really feel comfortable stopping anywhere. So like, yeah, so we had to drive up to Nevada and we live in Texas. And so the route that we had to go to be able to go up Northwest meant we had to drive through New Mexico. Ooh. And we actually, on the entire drive, actually ended up driving through Roswell and by the general area, if you don't know exactly where it is, Area 51. Well, and that's another thing. Are they going to actually stay, hey, Area 51 is real. This is what happened. Well, Area 51 is real. It's more like what happens there is debated. Well, yeah, I I know it's a real base, but like, is it real in the sense of like, that's where all the alien shit went down? Right, exactly. And so we so we just got to drive through right through alien pop culture conspiracy whatever area. And That's so awesome. uh did you did you stop at any of the themed restaurants while you were passing through or were they all closed? First of all, they were probably closed. But I yeah. didn't even know that there was like a flying saucer shaped McDonald's or else I would have freaking stopped in Roswell. I don't even like McDonald's, but I definitely would eat at a flying saucer McDonald's. I will say the welcome to Roswell sign, like the city sign or whatever. It was really cool. I have a picture of it. I was driving, so it was like a not taking my eyes off the road, just holding my phone up. So that's (laughs) I'm snapping a blurry picture really fast. Because I also have have, um, a Baby Yoda bobblehead on my dashboard. Oh, funny. So I have like a picture of Baby Yoda with the Roswell sign behind, like a like, real blurry. But, um, but so yeah, we didn't stop anywhere because I didn't know, like, I, obviously I knew that they, there must be something alien themed there, but I didn't know much. And we weren't driving for leisure. We were driving for a Right. And I just mean like, you got to eat. Did you stop anywhere cool? <laughs> we didn't. But, um, but let me also start by saying, the last probably half hour or so as we were driving in. So we're coming east into Roswell. But okay. So there is something, it's all just field. I don't know if it's farmland or if it's just public land. Like, I don't know. But there was something about it. And like, you're on these long stretches and then like you turn and it's another long stretch There's just nothing. And you turn again and then you eventually make it to Roswell and you go. Well, no wonder go, the like, aliens around. are picking people up there. I mean, it's just open fields. Yeah. And so like, there was something about that last half hour before we actually hit town that I just felt so uneasy. And I was like, and I'm driving in the daytime. I can't imagine doing this at night on the way back down. We did go through at night. Yeah. I don't know what it was. And it might've just been me knowing like we're inching closer and closer to Roswell. Like what's happening? Like what's going to happen? Right. It was eerie and I can't tell you why, but it was very eerie. And so- This gave you a very unsettled feeling. Yeah. On the drive back, though, um, we did also come back through Roswell, and uh, the GPS had us turning, because we didn't really drive through town. I think when we went up, we may have gone a little bit more through town than the route it was taking us on the way back. Right. 
I had been driving for several hours and I was at that point where I had to pee so bad that I was in physical pain. Oh no. And like I, I'm talking, I was driving for miles on empty highway. Like I could just pull over right here. I could just pull over. No right. one would ever know. But like, I couldn't bring myself to do that. Right. Especially like we had kids in the car sleeping. My husband was sleeping. We had our dog with us at the time. We only had Muse. And so I'm just like, I can't just stop on the side of the road. Cause also what if I get murdered? Um, right. Like, you know, no one's around. And so I was well, like, I to stop that, you know, people hide all the time in plain sight. True. Like it's true. And so it's so, like, you're lucky you'd be squatted down, going potty. And then there's a, a snake police that bites officer your is going to come. <laughs> but so I was like, so I start seeing town coming up. I see on the GPS, like it's Roswell coming up. So we start coming up to civilization and I'm like, oh, thank God. There, I can stop at a gas station and pee and like even like pop off the tank, all that. And then I'm sitting there at the light, like the welcome sign to Roswell's right there. And like, you can see mostly deserted because it's the middle of the night. It's like probably like three or 4 a.m. at this point. Yeah. And the GBS is like, and it was going to take me around back to the next highway. And oh, I was like, no. So I had to make a choice, you know, and I was like, nope, I don't care if it adds time. I, I'm, I have to go to the bathroom. And so like, I go and I find a gas station, like I go in and like, everything's fine. But I couldn't help but notice, like, like I said, it's like three or four in the morning. There were a lot of people out riding bicycles. The hell? And not just like, oh, there's one person, maybe they work night or whatever. Like I saw multiple people out um, riding bicycles. Bicycles in the in middle, the of, the middle night. of the night. That's so bizarre. And it was funny later, um, shortly after it happened, I had told like my family, like, you know, updating them how the trip has gone and everything. And I'm like, you know, like, I thought that was really weird. I don't know if there was a reason for it, if maybe drugs were involved. Yeah. Or, and my dad said, well, it was Roswell. Maybe it was all aliens and they're trying to be human, but they don't know how to be human. So they're out in the middle of the night, which is not what the average human does. Right. That's hilarious. But I mean, yeah. but maybe. Maybe. Because I've lived a lot of places around the country. You have too. Yeah. Never have I seen that. Lived a lot of places, small towns, big cities. Right. Like, quote unquote with weird areas like Colorado. Yeah. And never have I just seen a bunch of people out riding bicycles at four in the morning. No. So and I was, mean where I live specifically, if they're out riding bikes at four in the morning, they're probably tripping. Right. Just sadly enough. It's, right. And like, maybe some, maybe somebody listens to this who either lives in New Mexico, has previously lived in New Mexico. Maybe y'all know something we don't. And maybe, yeah, it like is. maybe, maybe it's like the cool thing to do. Hell, I don't know. Right. Maybe a lot of people, like maybe there's like a high demand of night shift jobs there. Maybe. But I went during COVID, so it's not like the things being closed were really, really any accurate indication of how the nightlife is there. Yeah. And so, yeah. But, um, so with all of that, so with the memory, with it being a year ago, with it being June and the government has to tell us the truth and like Fortnite, everything, it really got me thinking. And I realized that my perception and knowledge of Roswell as the alien thing was just about bare minimum warp through the game of telephone 
type of idea where I'm like, like heard it heard it on a podcast seen it on a tv show something like, like that and it's, like, it's a very popular reference like pop yeah. culture reference and so, I mean there was even a tv show called Roswell I think they even remade it at some point but I didn't watch the remake I did however watch all of the original show it was really good and so it was one of those things where I was like okay what actually happened at Roswell right that's why I go to the internet and ironically history.com has a, like a little article thing called what really happened at Roswell and I'm like well you couldn't have made it any clearer than that for me history <laughs> And so I decided that's what I'm going to talk about this week because nice. I didn't know. I'm sure there's somebody out there who didn't know the details of Roswell. And um, so let's go back to the summer of 1947, ironically around mid-June to July time of year. Okay. But there was a rancher who um, whose property was about 75 miles north of Roswell named uh, Mac Brazil. Brazil? I don't, don't know how to say it. Sorry, I forgot to look up how to say it. And he was out on his property and he came across some wreckage. And apparently that summer that had already been a lot of news stories about flying saucer sightings. And so he's like, hey, maybe this needs to get checked out. So he brings the debris in to the sheriff. And apparently the debris was like oil, paper, rubber strips. I don't know. And uh, he takes it into the sheriff. And then they're like, you know what? Like the sheriff of Roswell. And then they're like, you know what, let's contact the military. And they contacted Colonel William Blanchard of the Roswell Army Airfield. So the next day after they con- uh, contacted the RAAF, um, the air ba- the base in Roswell, they released a statement stating that the many rumors regarding the flying disc became a reality yesterday when the intelligence office of the 509th Bomb Group of the 8th Air Force Roswell Army Airfield was fortunate enough to gain possession of a disc through the cooperation of one of the local ranchers in the sheriff's office of Chavez County. I don't know if I said that right, whatever the county is. So like, that's like a quote. Like they're saying like, yes, we found a flying saucer after all of these rumors. Oh, how cool. They even like talk, they even like named, like there's a, an intelligence officer who I think I had read was like the number one intelligence officer like in the country at the time, oh, um, okay. Jesse Marcel. He was there and like he oversaw the investigation. Then, literally five hours after the Roswell Daily Record um, newspaper like reports about it, like, oh yeah, like they're saying they found a flying saucer. Five hours later, they recant the statement. Oh, come on. They're saying that, oh no, it was just a weather balloon. Of course it's a weather balloon. It's always a fucking weather balloon. In fact, um, I brought up that I was going to talk about Roswell to my dad, who's one of our listeners. Um, we mentioned him last week, Keith Smith. Uh, he said that, like, the famous picture uh, with James Marcel, and he's, like, with the debris around him or whatever, like, that picture, like, it's, there's rumors or whatever that it was, uh, he was forced to pose with that debris Instead as part of the, of the actual debris? Yeah. Ooh. But here's the thing that kind of goes along with that rumor or whatever the night that the military went to investigate the wreckage james marcel took some of it home woke his son up in the middle of the night and his son was around 10 i've read 10 and 11 so he's somewhere around that age wakes him up in the middle of the night and is like hey we're never going to see something like this again this is not from earth like this is not of earth oh weird they like told it and looked at it before he went and like turned it in or whatever 
James Marcel Jr. talked about how uh, the part that he was like most fascinated by was like this little bean that had what looked like hieroglyphics on it. Wow. And he had never seen, like it was like geometric shapes. It didn't look like letters or numbers or anything like that he had ever seen. It's like squares and circles and pyramid shapes. Right. So like, what is this? But it's just a weather balloon. Yeah, of course which, it is. Which you and I have discussed. Um, I did get on the NSA's website trying to look at, I wanted to see if the information had already been released because I don't follow this. It's one of those things that I'm interested in, but I haven't actively been following, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything before I started talking about it. And, um, but I did look at some of the documents they already have posted and they are all redacted. I don't know if those become not redacted with all of this. Somebody can clarify that for me. That would be nice to actually have like all the documents with all of the information, not just some of the information. Right. But I thought it was hilarious though, because, because you just said this too, all of them, it'll be like when UFO spotted, which listening to this probably already knows, but UFO is literally just unidentified flying object. It doesn't mean it's a space alien. Yeah. But, um, but that's kind of been like the general, like what it gets boiled down to is that, well, it be I mean, as stupid as this reference is in back to the future, when he goes in to see like the, the first house or whatever, mm-hmm. he's in that suit and they think he's an alien because of all the comic books in the fifties that were out. Everybody was talking about UFOs and aliens. So it's very common that when you hear UFO, you automatically think it's an alien because it's been such a pop culture thing for so long. Right. So like these documents, they all be like, oh, one UFO spotted, five UFOs spotted, 17 UFOs spotted. But then they're like saying that they, they tracked it for hundreds of miles and it's at these extremely high altitudes that from my research, a regular balloon can't go up that high. Weather balloons potentially can, but they're not saying weather balloon. They're just saying in parentheses, probably balloon on every single one of these. 17 UFO spotted, probably balloon. It's probably just a balloon. And it just makes me laugh because all I picture is the government probably facetiously being like, oh, those dang kids down at the fair dropped their 17 balloons. Now here they are thousands of feet up into the air. Damn it, Timmy, why'd you drop all those balloons? <laughs> now I don't think there's UFOs here. It also reminds me of the movie Up, like how many balloons it took to make that house float. Like <laughs> that, that is an unidentified balloon flying object. Right. So maybe they mean weather balloon every time, but they're not probably. That. And so it was just really funny to like click document after document and it's just 17 spotted, probably balloon. Probably balloon. <laughs> Everything's a fucking balloon. Right. So we're going to fast forward for a second to 1994. And of course, the story changes again. In 1994, the Air Force released a statement saying, yeah, okay, um, yeah, it wasn't a weather balloon. That was fake. But it was actually a spy device that they were testing that was created for a then classified project called Project Mogul. Okay. And so it was kind of made up of a bunch of high altitude balloons with microphones and it was supposed to float over the USSR because Cold War. Right. They wanted to know, they wanted to be able to detect the sound waves from a safe distance. They wanted to know if um, the USSR was working on their own atomic bombs. Okay. 
I mean, that's a likely enough story. And so they were saying because Project Mobile was a covert operation, they faked the weather balloon story so they couldn't, so like nobody found out about it. Right, because that's classified information. Gotcha. That didn't explain how, like it, was, it didn't satisfy the people who were eyewitnesses to supposed bodies being pulled from the wreckage or being, like, right. I, I didn't, I saw, I saw like a little doodle where it showed government actually taking bodies out on stretchers or whatever. But I don't know if like anyone actually saw them pulling it from the wreckage or if it's just what I'm about to tell you that, um, but that I found in my research. But, right. But um, in 1947, uh, the Roswell Army Airfield had a contract with a local funeral home to do like mortuary services. Okay. And the mortician at the time, Glenn David, or sorry, Glenn Dennis, received phone calls in July of 1947, asking some strange questions. Again, it was from the base. And they're like, what's best way to handle small bodies and how do you preserve them if they've been exposed to the elements oh how and weird so like that's not suspicious at all so no. like, what, what happened like why is the base asking me these really weird questions so then he meets up with a friend who or an acquaintance or whatever who was a nurse for the base and okay he, he's kind of panicky and when they, they like meet to talk or whatever, she says that they there were three alien bodies that she was there working with that they had pulled from that wreckage. And like she she allegedly like drew a doodle of them and gave it to him, which he has never shown to the public. But, I mean, good for him and for then, keeping his friend's secret. And then he was supposed to, or she was supposed to like contact him again for them to discuss more. And he, he left Roswell and he never heard from her again. That's not sketch. So like there were theories like, well, maybe she was murdered. Maybe she, um, maybe she was threatened or maybe she never existed at all. And this guy's just full of shit. Yeah. But to this day, the guy, um, Glenn Dennis, he actually helped found the International UFO Museum and Research Center that's in Roswell. Oh, how cool. And um, so he stands by it. And he even said um, uh, that like, well, if people don't believe me, that's their problem. And he still believes that's what happened. He just doesn't like publicity, which I get that. Yeah. So he doesn't want to be like in the front and center, like sharing all his shit, which I totally get and respect. And so there's a bunch of debate. The military, of course, is like, no, there's no record of that nurse ever existing, like whatever name he gave. Of course not. But now he says, well, I would never give you her name anyway. So maybe he gave a fake name to try to protect her identity because maybe she was just scared by the information that she knew. Right. And didn't want the government after her. You I know? mean, facts. Because so, I wouldn't. That's, that's every that's every sci-fi movie, right? Like yeah. every on Earth sci-fi movie, I should say. Yeah. Like, you know, too much. The government's not going to let you know too much. And so, uh, or you're going to disappear. So then, back to the nineties, nineteen ninety-seven. They released a follow-up report that's like, oh, those alien bodies were just parachute test dummies. But it was a balloon apparatus with with microphones. Where and now there's supposed to be people on it. Now there's test dummies on it. That makes no sense. It's like, oh, we just needed to test parachutes up on a, on a weather balloon microphone. Who who's up there throwing the dummies out? I didn't even think of that. Like somebody has to release the dummies, so to speak. So to test it, to yeah. test this theory oh, of like, theirs. Okay. So 
I just don't buy it. I don't buy no. it. Well, also, I mean, if they didn't have anybody up there to test these alleged dummies that was in a balloon that had microphones all over it. First of all, how would a person get inside a balloon? How would dummies get inside of a balloon? How big is this fucking balloon? Right, it's it just, like a hot air balloon that kind of made it sound like it was just a bunch of weather balloons tied together. Yeah, it's just too many suspicious things to make it believable. Yeah, and some people, like uh, I read a quote from um, Roger Lanius. Some people think like it's it's done. They already told us what happened. It was testing stuff like Cold War was going on. They couldn't share the information cared what they could it was a covert operation at the time like why would we really need to know anything else right and so it's just done and uh and and then the whole idea with the flying saucer and the weather balloon was just to cover it up so it's to not draw attention to what was really happening because also in the Roswell area that is like where they tested the atomic bomb and stuff like that like there was okay big shit happening at that military base right so he's like oh this is a cover-up story but Others disagree with that for the same reason he's just giving. And um, a big UFO researcher, investigative journalist guy who I saw come up a lot, Donald Schmidt, was talked, talked about that and disagreed because because of all of this stuff happening with testing the atomic bomb and all of that and on the brink of what everyone thinks is going to be a new world war with the Cold War happening, why would they draw more attention to the area? Why would right. they say, yes, flying saucers are here? while like atomic bombs going off in the background like and everybody's everyone, like everyone everyone's well not even just that but like in that in that time of the of the world it, people had like fallout shelters they were terrified enough as it was so i can see where the government may want to like cover something up at that time to keep people from having like a full-blown fucking panic attack but that's when you make a cover-up story that happened like on the other side of the country right not oh hey in this town where we are doing actual dangerous stuff we found aliens no no we didn't no we didn't it was a weather balloon it's weather balloon it's microphones it's a test dummy it's something it's not that right, right. and um this is actually a quote from donald schmidt that i liked he says two hours west of roswell the first atomic bomb was detonated you had ongoing atomic research at los alamos oh sorry i said that wrong uh, you had all this testing of captured German V-2 rockets at White Sands, and at, and at Roswell, you had the first atomic bomb squadron headquartered. The thought that they would have intentionally set up this type of publicity or any type of public publicity as a distraction, if anything, they needed less attention. I mean, facts. Yeah. So I don't know at any point, like, I mean, like if my kids are doing something they're not supposed to, they're going to hide it behind their back. They're not going to be like, oh, but let's what, like, here's, the item in one hand look what's in my other hand yeah like that it just doesn't make sense to me and then there is the theory that it was a spy device from russia oh not sure. us working on a spy device for russia but like them sending stuff over here and like they even tried to claim that like the hieroglyphics that jesse marcel jr saw was just him just seeing their alphabet for the first time i mean that i guess but but that is actually something that lanius and schmidt that i just talked about on opposing thought presses before agree it's probably unlikely um there's no record in any soviet archive that there was ever any such experiments to think that there would have been not only like 
plan it, but it actually be executed and crash. Well, and if we were to somehow intercept their shit, you think it would have caused more issues than not? Yeah, exactly. And so it's like there would have been probably widespread panic if they're oh, like, yeah. we found a Russian spy thing. It is war. Yeah. Like, it's no longer Cold War. What's going to happen? It's like shit's going down. Right. And so in the end, what really happened? And like, honestly, I feel like it could, I could see it. Our husbands were both military. Yeah. I could they, see it being military they shit had, that they just can't share. They, they had security clearances. My husband still does. And he'll, he has a top secret security clearance and he's like, work sucks. I'm like, why? And he's like, uh, just sucks. And I was like, oh, gotcha. Right. Like he can't, he literally cannot talk about it. I mean, we live in Colorado and, and there's parts of base where you literally can't take your cell phone out to take a picture for any reason. Nope. Not even just that. The snow globes that were on the base that we were at. Yeah. People like, look were at convinced. Air Force Base. Well, did you hear the, did you hear the thing that there were aliens in there? Like I heard yeah. that when I first moved to base. I was I like, are that. you? That's a good point. Yeah. But, and it's like, but, there's no aliens on this base. Like. So we get what are you it. Talking about military has to hide things for yeah. pl- pl- a plethora of for, reasons. Yes, thank you for a plethora of reasons. <laughs> and so maybe it is something military that they just had to try to come up with a distraction, and they just poorly distracted. But I also feel because in looking into all of this, um, I actually came across a video that was uploaded in December 2020 by some news station. And it's them talking to Don Smith. And that's where he said the quote that I said before about like the atomic bombs, like all that stuff. And uh, and they were talking about in that video. So at least as of December, um, they had Jesse Marcel's diary, which if you can't don't remember, we get the story, uh, was yeah. the, the intelligence officer okay. who was there. He's the one that's like in the famous picture, like all that. Like he was there. He's the one that took the stuff home to his kid. Um, they have his diary. And it Ooh. is currently, at the time of that video, being investigated because he had a super high security clearance, being the top intelligence officer of the time. Right. So, like, he could have written things in code, like, things that he couldn't outright say in case the yeah. jury's ever found. So, it's, it's kind of, like, being looked into, like, well, did he tell more information than what he told and what his son told? Because his son, t- until the day he died back in... Um, I think it was 2013, I think it said, yeah. when he died, like, stood by, like, like, it sounds like, no, that was not what they're saying it was. Like, that's right. not what I held in my hand. Well, and, like, there's a difference, with, like, a lot of people know about false memories and implanting false memories into people, mm-hmm. and, like, I'm sure that could be one theory that his father implanted false memories into him because that's what he strongly believed, and that's what he believed to be his truth, so therefore right. his son obviously had the same shared memory but like if he held by it for his entire life right like his wife feel like he told the story the same way every time he never changed he never like exactly he tells differently it was it was just what he thought and so So um, it's not like a false memory that somebody like implanted to make him feel a certain way it's his it's his real truth Right. And like into this day, Roswell still being investigated. He had also said, um, cause the whole news interview with, with, uh, Schmidt was talking about a TV show off of the history channel, which I'd never heard of before called Roswell, the first witness. 
I've and never heard of that either, but I it know, sounds intriguing. So they were advertising it. Apparently it's um, narrated by Lawrence Fishburne. Cool. So that's pretty cool. So like, I really want to watch it. But, um, but so he was talking about like how they still are looking into things. They've still been finding fragments. And he was like, they're not aluminum. Remember when I said it was tinfoil. He's like, yeah. He's like, uh, they found some metal alloy that is found for hardening steel, not aluminum. Oh, how weird. And it's also something that's not found very commonly on Earth, which doesn't, he even clarified, he said, doesn't mean it's extraterrestrial, just means it's not very common. Right. And he goes, but I can tell you what we haven't found, and that's fragments of balloons. <laughs> and so that, I actually have um, a link to that YouTube video, that interview with the news station um, in my sources link. So you can go into the episode description and watch that. But there's, there's just so much that I don't know because this is this was from 1947. Years and years of information that I haven't looked up until I got the inkling to I look mean, it up. It's damn near a century's worth of information. Exactly. And so there's so much. Like, I probably have only scratched the surface. And who knows in the actual fact of it, how much even the people who have done a lot more research and have studied it for decades, have they only scratched the surface? Well, and we won't know anything until those documents get released later this month. I, uh, yeah, I, I really hope we find out more about Roswell specifically, as well as like a bunch of other things. Uh, yeah, because there's a lot of encounters too, where people, which I'm sure we'll cover at some point, but like right. people's encounter stories, like it's, there's yeah. so many people who have- Yeah, I myself- feel like I saw something in the sky one night but didn't seem like a shooting star and that's like a whole other story like that was um ironically I was driving to New Mexico but that was a couple of years ago but my husband was working there at the time and we were just trying to go like visit him for the weekend or whatever and I'm like in the middle of nowhere like you don't even have radio signal let alone cell phone service or like anything so middle of like it's like late at night I don't remember the time Eerily quiet. Yeah, very quiet. Nothing for miles. Can't see anything. I was still in Texas, but I was going towards New Mexico. And I'm just driving and I see a bright light just go straight down. Like straight down. You know, you see shooting stars, they go across the sky. Right. It just went down. So it just went straight down like a falling star as opposed to a shooting star. But but it felt like it was really far in the distance and I'm not a good judge of distance so I couldn't tell you how far but it didn't seem like it was just in the sky like distance as far as like galaxy goes if that makes right. any sense it felt more close up yes exactly and it was just like great I, I wish I could draw it or animate it or something because my kids were asleep they didn't see it and, yeah and it was one of those things because you're in the middle of nowhere driving it was quiet um I think a CD player this was an older car years ago like I said I think maybe my CD player didn't work or something because there was no radio service I couldn't play music on my phone because there was no cell service and so like it's just silent and I remember as you see like the glow of a town in the distance you know like when you can't see the town but you know like there's one coming because there's light pollution right I started seeing that and at that point I'm like what am I going to do if I go over this hill and it's a crashed UFO? 
or like a meteor even like there's well, just yeah. nothing left of the town it's just all yeah, in I was flames. Like, what, what am i going to do if this light is not the city coming up oh shit yeah right like ugh. and so that was terrifying and then of course i get to like some little town in the middle i don't even remember where i was but there was like remember, nothing there yeah that you could see it was like a little small town once we got up to the light or whatever but i even remember like searching on google once i got back to internet and trying to find out like was there a comment this day was there a meteor this day like all these right. things trying to find an explanation and um i had a back then because this was probably six years ago i had a clearer memory of where i was and so i think i right. maybe put in like what the next town's name was which now i have completely forgotten and um and like there was nothing and you could report that you had seen one but I wasn't even right. sure if that's what I had seen. Well, and like on the other end of it, if it wasn't a UFO, it could have been a plane crashing. Like it could have been all kinds of stuff. So but it, 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 it wasn't. Yeah. And so I, I don't know, but I do feel, especially with the stuff coming up this month that we will definitely be coming back to UFOs. I mean, even when I was doing my research, like I mentioned my dad saying earlier about um, the rumor that, that Jesse Marcel was forced to pose with, fake debris um I, I just brought up I thought the whole 17 UFOs probably balloon was hilarious and so I'm like man I'm looking at these redacted documents and like they just keep saying probably balloon over and over again and he starts giving me like information like bam 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 and I was like and including things that I want to talk about in another episode because it's just there's too much but um, right but I was just like, wow, I had no idea that you knew so much about this, that you were into this kind of thing. Um, like, I was just telling you, it was funny. Like, if I had known, like, I would have come to you to begin with. And he was like, you didn't know I was into it, like, X-Files. And yeah, like, that's one of my vivid memories of childhood is, like, he he watched X-Files. And I remember, like, I was younger, so, like, you go to the other room because it's scary stuff, you know? Well, I'm just going to throw this out there without any discussion. Keith, this is an official offer for you to come onto the show and share your wealth of knowledge with us and geek out with us for just a little bit. Tell us about aliens. Be like the guy off of the History Channel with the crazy hair that's the mean <laughs> aliens. I've never watched Ancient Aliens, but I I've feel like it'd be I've Ancient Aliens, but I've seen that meme enough to know that guy looks like he knows a lot of shit. Oh, uh, yeah, I bet. So yeah, I would say probably more to come. And hopefully the next time we touch on the subject, we'll actually have good information. There's actually a guy on TikTok, um, which is also, I forgot to mention earlier, like coming across this guy's TikTok, and I'll, I don't remember his handle right now. I'll have to like look it up. And if I find it, maybe I'll put it in the notes or something. But, okay. um, but he showed up on my For You page and he was talking about how they're going to release information. And he was basically saying that he was just going to just tell the facts and kind of broken down which I need I need somebody to explain this stuff to me like I'm five because yeah like I told you I tried to look at those redacted documents and I'm just like it just keeps saying probably balloon over and over again and all the information is like blacked out like what what do I learn from this just that they're seeing stuff in the sky that's all I've learned and so but we all see stuff in the sky tell me what the fuck I'm seeing right exactly so it's like but am I not going deep enough into the documents am I like, am I missing something? Like, I, I don't know. And, because... and to be clear, Lindsay's just covering Roswell, the, the, the myth about the town right now. We're not talking about like 
aliens or like gray people or you know any of that today it's just the town itself which and like, and like what happened in 1947 the roswell yeah. crash ironically i will there's tell so this much story. there's so much left to cover in different like venue venues that's not the right word avenues there we go of <laughs> outer space aliens and just black holes and just like everything there's so much that we could cover so we'll be coming back to this topic don't be surprised for sure i will tell one more alien story though just because it's a real short one it's not enough to make a full episode out of and it is something that of course i did not experience the actual thing which will understand when i tell the story but i have been to the location okay. and um when i lived in fort worth texas uh there was a little town kind of like in the outskirts called aurora Ironic because we used to live in Aurora, Colorado. That's hilarious. But um, I remember one of my friends uh telling me like, "Well, have you ever visited the aliens' grave?" And I was like, "I'm sorry, we've known each other how long, and you're just now telling me there's an alien grave within like a quick drive distance." And, and when so, she says quick drive, she's talking like an hour because everything. Well, no, in Texas I think it was only like, like thirty minutes away. Like, well, there you go, because everything takes 30 minutes in Texas. Like, you can yeah, go from your true. house to the dollar store, and it's a 30-minute drive, because Texas that's is true. Cheap. But, um, <laughs> so, yeah, but, so I had to look into this, and because at that time, we're getting ready to move. Right. And I'm like, and I lived in Fort Worth for, like, five years. And so I'm like. And you had no idea. Oh, that sucks. I'm like, this is 30 minutes away, and you're just telling me. So I, I had to go see it before I moved. And I remember my dad was staying with me. And I was like, why do we not know? We, we went to this place. I'm sorry, Keith, for not realizing that you're into aliens, despite you going with me to the alien's grave. I mean, so. he could have just been like, hey, you want to yeah, go? Yeah, sure. Like, okay, let's we'll go. go. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, like, we, like, loaded the kids up. And I was like, hey, 30 minutes away, you want to go? He's like, yeah, sure, let's go. And, um, and the grave is really just, like, a big rock. Okay. And, and it's in an old cemetery, which I could tell some ghost stories about that too but um it's a big rock and there's a bunch of like alien memorabilia on it and everyone leaves like coins on it and so like I found a couple pennies but some of my kids like a little penny on the rock for him Aww. but um but the story is that in the spring of 1897 an alien crashed there and they buried oh, wow. his body in their local cemetery well that's crazy yeah so like so all, there's all the fears of weather balloons and all that. Well, this is the 1800s. Yeah. If it's not an alien, what the fuck did they bury? Little Timmy. <laughs> so I don't know. But also, sidebar, since I mentioned it, my my seven-year-old now, she was like four at the time. She, she was saying some weird shit. Like, talking about, like, she was so sad she couldn't put flowers on the graves. And she was saying how they were sad. Oh no. And like she would like say details. She'd be like, oh, like they were twins or whatever. And I'm like, how could she possibly know these things? She was four. She couldn't read the tombstones to know what they said. If they were twins. Right. And I'm, and I'm pretty sure if my memory serves and somebody can correct me, like my dad or somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. Pretty sure it was twins. She can't uh, know it because she couldn't read. Right. So, something about that cemetery, y'all. So yeah, that was just my little like extra story added in because like I said, way too short. I mean, I'm given like the very shortened version of it, but it's a, it's a short story. 
Like, yeah. But, but yeah, I have been to an alien grave, even though I didn't go to the alien stuff at Roswell. So I've, I guess I've had a lot of um, close encounters. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so oh my goodness. <laughs> That's really crazy. And like I said, there's so much more that we can cover in just in general about. Just in people's firsthand accounts. Like I think firsthand accounts of Fierce Media Network, I think he has stories. There's firsthand accounts of like, I saw this or there's the firsthand accounts of like, I've been abducted. Then there's the, like. I've been abducted on Fortnite several times now. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, so this is totally random, but I was at the grocery store yesterday because like I live there. That's like my home away from home. parent life. I'm always at the damn store, specifically the one right down the street from my house, which costs five times as much. After this. It's just our lives. <laughs> I don't understand how I can go grocery shopping, think I have everything, and then never have everything. I make a fucking list. It's still ridiculous. I hate, I hate meal planning, grocery shopping, coming home, and you're like, I don't have dinner stuff. Even <laughs> though, like, I, I think like, I planned all this. What do I have? Right. It's like, then you got to get out the recipes. It's like a whole thing. But while I'm there, I park next to this Jaguar. I was like, that's kind of nice car. There's a fucking handwritten note under their windshield wiper. And I was like, kind of nosy. And I was like, the fuck does it say? It said, you're, you're going to have a flat tire. You have a flat tire. Like it was like folded up. So I couldn't read it like a hundred percent. And I had my niece with me and I had my son with me. I was like, this is a sign of human trafficking. I don't know that this is like a human trafficking situation, but this is what they do. They put shit on your but, windshield. Yeah, it's all the viral stories, whether they're true yeah. or not. So it's like, then it's just like, mm. I was like, you watch yourself in the store. I was like, you guys don't go aisles away from me. Like, it's like a whole fucking thing right now. Like I'm tripping balls, like freaking out. I was Hopefully like, no, was actually no. actually a flat tire. Maybe, I looked, they didn't have a flat tire. Yeah, you know, I'm nosy. Or maybe they saw like a <laughs> nail or something. Like, I, I like to think, because there's a lot of times... Well, like, it's a small, like, ish town. So I guess it's a small-ish city, honestly. Like, right. whatever. I like to think I live in a small town because, like, there ain't shit here to do. But in the grand scheme of small towns, we have a lot more than the surrounding town. So we're the big city, which is kind of hilarious. Right. Um, and then I'm, there's, I'm like, the, same boat. the city, which is, like, Oklahoma City. But nobody right. calls it Oklahoma City. We just call it the city. Right. It's like a, it's like a whole regional thing. Um, but yeah, so I was freaked the fuck out. I was like, if I come outside and there's paper on my windshield, I'm going to blare my alarm so fast. Right, thankfully yeah. There wasn't, but it just, it really scared me. It's like, you never know what you're going to walk into. And right. so I was like freaking out about that. And then and we've talked I got- before, I think it was maybe even the last episode about how, when you're into true crime stuff, that's always in your head and then you add in those viral posts they come they pop up all over the country who knows Uh, how many of them are true or not because i'm probably do it just for like the likes and the shares or whatever right but some of them may be true who knows it's like a piece of yellow paper torn off handwritten and shoved under somebody's i don't know it made me like very nervous and so my right. niece like looked at me like I was kind of crazy, but yeah. I was like, I don't care if I sound crazy or not. I was like, just pay attention. Like if anybody's following you, you, you like scream. Anyways, be aware of yeah. your surroundings. But because of those viral posts, like, of course, like the bare minimum you're going to think of like, well, that post that I thought was fake 
what is that's what's happening right here. Right. So all that to say, I decided I'm going to cover a true crime story this week because Ooh. that's where my brain was at. And I was like, yeah, true crime, red flags, yeah. Red flags, Sorry, what can I cover? Yeah. And so I decided I was going to cover the story of Natalie Wood. Ooh. And she's like, unfortunately she's passed spoilers. Um, <laughs> Natalie Wood was an actress, um, back in the golden age of Hollywood, like not like the black and white movies, but like, right. She was in a movie with James Dean for fuck's sake. Oh, wow. So, I mean, like golden era of Hollywood, like, well, she's one of those names that even if you haven't seen a movie with her, you know who she is. Yeah. And so today I'm going to cover her, um, I did not do the deepest of dives that I could have done. Like I didn't go to the bottom of the ocean with this one just because my computer's been stupid. And when we, for instance, when we were trying to record earlier, it, the mic wouldn't register. Mm. So we didn't even know if we'd be able to record today. Technology hates me and my husband's Mm. an IT specialist and he's not here right now. So thankfully I figured it out for now. Nice. And but isn't that always how it works? Perfect match because I'm the same way. Oh, my husband's on an IT, IT specialist, but he knows all about computers. So right. It's like, Here's me. I don't know anything. You can help me. Perfect it's match. Like, yeah. It's like I have skill sets that he doesn't. He has skill a lot of skill sets that I don't. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, it's like a perfect meld. But yes, I thought I would cover uh, her. And it's like I said, not the deepest of dives. If you want the <laughs> most like deepest of dives i've come across it would be the my favorite murder episode 215 um i don't remember remember, i don't remember what they titled it but it's episode 215 if you search remember that episode it's a really good one yeah georgia did the i never knew any of the stories it was it was so in depth nope georgia did and i I, I double I double checked (laughs) yeah before i got on here i remember even what i was doing listening to that because i had heard Natalie would die or whatever. Like, like I said, it's one of those names that everyone just knows. Yeah. But I never knew any of the details. And so I was just like, but my, you all can't see me. My jaw's open. But- yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, oh yeah. And then you're like, wait, we're recording. This is an audio thing. It's a podcast, Lindsay. What, <laughs> one day we hope to have like a YouTube channel, but that's in the like distant future when people, you know, listen to our show. I'm not saying we don't have listeners. Those who do listen every week, we really do appreciate you. But mm-hmm. if we you just don't know sh- how many of you there are, we feel if like we- we're talking to the void. I feel like I'm just like talking just into the wind. And so if, if you do listen, aliens. if you do, maybe the aliens are the only ones listening to us. Fuck, I don't know. That's what they're um, like pumping out into space. <laughs> um, if you do listen to us every week, please just tell your friends about us so we can continue to entertain you and grow. But this week I'll be covering. Can't talk today. Red Bulls. Go back to off. Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood. Um, I got my sources. They'll be listed, but um, I I read a few different articles. So let's jump into it. Yeah. Natalie Wood. No, can't talk. Natalie Wood was born. There we go. Uh, Natalia. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this wrong. The Carano. That's my best shot, guys. <laughs> I tried. Uh, she was born July 20th of 1938 in San Francisco, California. She's the daughter of two Russian immigrants. And a few weeks before her fifth birthday, Natalie made her film debut as a character actress 
uh, in a 15 second scene. So like she was just briefly in this movie called Happy Land. It came out in 1943. I've never heard of it, but I mean, it's an older movie. So I'm not surprised that I haven't heard of it. Um, Despite the brief part, she attracted the notice of the director of that film, Irving Pitchell. He uh, remained in contact with Natalie's family for the next two years or so, advising them and telling them that when another role came up, like he was on it, like he wanted Natalie to audition. So one day out of the blue, he called Natalie's mom and asked her to bring Natalie to LA for a screen test. This woman got so damned excited that she up and moved her entire family to LA before her daughter got the part or anything like auditioned, anything. She just was like, this is it. And so they just like moved to LA. Well, to no surprise, Natalie got the part. And I keep saying Natalie because that's what her name is that we know her by, but Natalia was her name and they studio executives decided to change her name from Natalia to Natalie because it sounded more American, which is just so shitty. Also, did you say Russian immigrants? This is the same time I just covered with Roswell, like the forties, Cold War, we don't like Russia. Yeah. Let me reiterate, in the Cold War, we did not like Russia. Right. I realized out of context that sentence sounds weird yeah but it's the same time period so yeah it makes sense i'd be like hey you need to americanize your name and like natalia is such a beautiful name though it is yeah i love it um so she got the part and she played a post-world war ii german orphan opposite are you ready for this orson fucking wells what yeah like she like her career launched in a big way like she was with all these big known actors and all these films um orson wells uh, as woods he played her guardian uh and then she was in tomorrow is forever she's best known for her infamous role as little girl in 1947's a miracle on 34th street so she's the little girl in the original like i don't think i knew that i didn't know that either until i did my research and i was like what the hell and like Obviously, I grew up watching A Miracle on 34th Street with like the girl from Matilda. Right. But I've seen the original around Christmas time and it's such a good movie. And I had no idea that it was Natalie Wood who played that little girl. So yeah, I mean, she had a very impressive movie and career in TV as well. Um, She was in Rebel Without a Cause and she was in West Side Story, just to name a few. Wait. Yeah. She's a story. She's in West Side Story. Uh, let me check. I want to say it's Maria, but I could be all kinds of wrong. She's Maria? I think. Let me check. She's Maria. She is? Oh, did you get it before I did? She's Maria in West Side Story. How did so, I notice that? I didn't know that either, but I remember Maria's watching. Maria's in West Side Story too, and I love her so much. I remember watching West Side Story a lot when I was a kid because it was one of my granny's favorites. And yeah, we, it's just, we it's watched a good movie. Time. Yeah, it's a good movie. So, I mean, she has an impressive, like, IMDb page. Let me tell you about that. Yeah. Um, she was a huge star. She was awarded Best Supporting Actress at just 16 years old for being in Rebel Without a Cause. And she, at, by the age of 25, was nominated for three Oscars. Uh, that's impressive. Like, I'm 32. I ain't been nominated for shit. <laughs> We can't even get people to listen to our podcast. Not <laughs> but 
So she she got married young, uh, and she's been married twice. The first marriage was to Robert Wagner, and then after their marriage, she ended up marrying a British producer. A British, why can't I talk? British <laughs> producer named Richard Gregerson, but their marriage didn't last super long, and she eventually remarried Robert Wagner in 1972 after her second marriage ended. Mm-hmm. Um, now, her last role was alongside Oscar winner and my personal favorite person in Hollywood, well, one of there, there's a few others, but he's on the top of the damn list. Christopher Walken, people. Yes. Yeah. I love Christopher Walken, but I still always think of you anytime I see him. Or like, <laughs> isn't there like a park that's just a bunch of Christopher Walken faces around? Yeah, somewhere. Or like that. <laughs> and I'm like, I always just think of you, even though I also love him. Oh, he's so great. And like, the movie they were in together, her last movie, she was in at age 43, and it was called Brainstorm which I haven't watched, but like, I would love to watch early Christopher Walken. Like, oh, he's so fucking talented. And Natalie Wood in her own right was so fucking talented. So I bet that movie is like amazing. Yeah. Uh, So Natalie invited her co-star and friend Christopher Walken, who they were said to have like a very flirtatious relationship, allegedly. Um, But like some people are just flirtatious by nature. So maybe that was just her personality or maybe that's just, when he was younger, his personality, I'm not really certain to go on a boat trip with her and her husband, Robert. So Christopher Walken, Robert Wagner, Natalie Wood, and the ship's captain, who I apparently didn't write down his name, uh, leave on a Friday afternoon. They went for a cruise off the Southwest coast of Los Angeles upon their boat named the Splendor. It was a 55 foot yacht. Well, unfortunately tragedy struck when they were on this trip. Uh, on mm-hmm. Sunday, Natalie was discovered floating in water in a flannel nightgown, socks, mm-hmm. and a down jacket. That's awful. So it's kind of like Gilligan's Island. Their three-day cruise ended in disaster. Yeah, this one did too. Gilligan's Island uh, was three hours. Oh, theirs was three hours. Sorry, I, I have to be like obsessed with Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Gilligan's Island. I just thought it was three days instead of three hours. But no, yeah, it was three-hour cruise. Three hour tour, sorry. Three hour tour. Three hour tour. Yeah, there we go. In 1981, Natalie's death was classified as an accident and a probable drowning in ocean. Like that's like what they described it as. Like she probably drowned in the ocean. Um, Prominent Los Angeles coroner Thomas Nugichi, Nugaichi, Nagagachi, I don't know. Cited in his report, numerous bruises to the arms and legs that were superficial and probably sustained at the time of drowning. No other trauma was noted and no foul play is suspected at this time. The investigators reported, uh, report attached to Noguchi's document said that Wood and a small party that included her husband, Robert Wagner, left the Splendor for a restaurant dinner on Catalina Island around 10 p.m., the intoxicated group, and I, I'm reading this like from the site that I found it on because it's like, I don't want to butcher any of this. Right. Yeah. The intoxicated group returned to the yacht using its dinghy, the Valiant. And Robert Wagner told the investigators that Natalie retired for the night in the couple's cabin about 1045. But after talking for a while longer with their guest, Natalie's co-star at the time, Christopher Walken, 
Wagner went to the to join her in their cabin only to find her missing. So they then like discovered that the dinghy was also missing and they immediately radioed for help. Um, they searched and unfortunately found Natalie's body that Sunday morning. Um, sorry, I lost my spot in my notes, guys. The Coast Guard all combined, uh, combed the water in the island coastline and the Sheriff's Department helicopter eventually spotted Natalie's body floating. She was pronounced dead at 7.44 a.m. on November 29th. Now, here's the deal. There's a lot of speculation, and I'm going to leave it like that because this is just that. It is speculation that there was a cover-up, that mm. there was a fight between her and her husband because she had that flirtatious relationship with Christopher Walken. And yeah. there's allegedly, in some people's beliefs, he's to blame for why she went overboard. But I didn't, I mean, that's, he's obviously not in prison for her murder. So it's just a really unfortunate, tragic accident that happened. And like I said, it's a really short one for me this week, guys. Um, there was so many articles, but a lot of them just repeated themselves and the information. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I vaguely remember from the My Favorite Murder episode, uh, one of the theories other than him doing something and it being covered up or whatever it was that maybe they had been fighting and And she she like stormed stormed off off. yeah but in regards to that she was terrified from what i heard on that my favorite murder episode she was terrified of dark water she was terrified of like water because some psychic that her mom took her to when she was a little kid told her that she would drown in dark I water. I forgot about that detail. So, but Which like- adds I, a whole other paranormal- And that's me quoting my favorite it. murder because I could not find that in my research. So that's a quote from my favorite murder is that she went right. to a psychic and that she was told she would drown in dark waters or die in dark waters, something like that. And so, like I said, it's a short die for me this week, but I, it involved Christopher Walken and I had, I had to. It's because I I have like listen I will be devastated when Betty White dies I'll be like in a ball and people will have to console me like like my own grandma died it's gonna be like a whole fucking thing but Christopher Walken is also on that list of people that like like Robin Williams was like I will be a bl- blubbering mess when he passes away it's right. just if you know me you know right <laughs> it's just and, and who it's I am things too where um let's with the idea that the the speculation that something happened then it's somebody that you care about even though you don't know them personally and somebody you care right. about somebody that you admire great light yeah and potentially being part of some sort of cover-up um from everything i heard he refuses to talk i mean he obviously talked to the police because you have right. to yeah. but he refuses to publicly speak about this and like good on him because if he didn't do anything, he didn't do anything, but you don't have to sit there and preach your innocence because right. then that just makes you look guilty as shit. Not only that. And he respects his, his friend. friend. Yeah, he respects his, his friend enough to like let her like rest in peace and like Not good even for that, him. It was traumatic for him. No matter yeah. what happened, whether it was murder, a horrible accident, whatever, that is somebody that he knew if he was there and a it, horrible thing happened. And we've all went through tragedies maybe not to that magnitude but we've all witnessed like a car accident we've been in a car accident like horible all things have happened things. to us yeah and 
at the end of the day, like you don't like talking about it all the time. And if you do, you got something you probably need to talk to a therapist about. I mean, you and I talk a lot about like our issues, which of course are nowhere. They're not this level, but we'll talk it out. That's how we process things. But we're not sitting there publicly. Like we're not here on this podcast telling you about all our issues or going publicly like on Facebook or anything like that, telling you all our issues. It's it's private. And so I, I understand whether, even if it was just, she fell or she stormed off and wasn't thinking clearly or whatever. Well, yeah. Cause the dinghy was like trauma missing as well. Yeah. So, so she, she clearly did some, some way ended up in this boat. Let's play with the toy, play with the idea for a minute. If play with the toy, haha, I'm stupid. <laughs> anyway, let's play with the idea for a moment that something, someone on that boat, the captain walking or her husband hurt her in some way. Let's, let's go with that theory for a second. Okay. How would she get from the boat into the water? And then like, do you know what I mean? Like if they released the, the dinghy I mean, from the boat, how would the boat, the boat wasn't found turned over to from what I, I found say, in my research. So if she's say, dead in the boat, how did she get from the boat to the water? Unless somebody, and then there would be physical evidence. You know what I mean? Like there would be something on her and the coroner even said, there was no sign of foul play. So it's just so also a lot though, of speculation and it's really sad. If she was alive or no, sorry. If she was dead when she was in the boat before she made it into the water. Um, let me other things that go in. No, not necessarily. Cause that's what I was going to say. It's like, we don't know the conditions of the water. As oh, somebody, okay. like, I've been on a boat in the ocean. From what I read, like, the water was really rough. So, yeah. So like that, in my head, the boat would have like, yeah. It could have just tipped instead of capsizing the wrong completely. way and it doesn't doesn't flip and then yeah. it ends up back right side up because boats are made to balance on the water. It's just the saddest thing because no matter she, what happened, it's tragic. And, and like they were in my favorite murder, they were saying that unfortunately she was getting aged out of Hollywood at like 40 fucking three. Like that's that's Unrealistic cruel, guys. Though. It's really cruel, but it's but like we still to an extent deal with that today. We still do yeah, like if you think about it. There's a lot of beautiful, gorgeous women who are in their like forties and they are given like mom roles when they could be playing the lead as just like a romantic interest. Like there's right. no need for them to have to have children, but Hollywood standards dictate that, oh, well, once you hit a certain age, you must be married with children or a door divorcee or something right. stupid. Meanwhile, I don't know. Reese is all a bunch of old people playing high schoolers. I know, right? I love Greece, but you know what I mean. I, I love Greece too, they're but they're not think, old. They just I were think, not high schoolers. I think they were in their thirties at that point when they were playing. At least like, some of them, yeah, like eighteen-year-olds, yeah, yeah. So I mean, well, I mean, shit. Even today, y'all all seen the Vampire Diaries. Nobody mm-hmm. in that show was like seventeen years old, except for maybe the main like character. Pretty little girl. liars, right? Like, it's just one of those things, like, Hollywood is just such a vicious beast when it comes to youth. You make the young people look older. And the like, old I people guess, look younger. Healing, which is nasty. Just so nasty. But but then, like, the older people are played by... You know what younger. my theory is? They, they have to play... They have to have above 18-year-olds playing under 18-year-old parts for the risk they... Or, well, not or even, even just like for labor. labor. Yeah, but not even just for like labor laws, but like look at Riverdale. Some of that shit in that show was like 
and it's on the CW. True. It's yeah. a little risque and it's just like, you can't get a minor to act like that. Like it's illegal. So they have right. to unfortunately hire out older actors and actresses. But at the same time, it's just like to hear that she was getting aged out and offered less roles because of her age. And she was only 43 when she passed away. Like that's just, it's just heartbreaking. So that's Natalie Wood and the mystery behind her death will probably never be solved. And if it is, I will retouch it um, in a later episode. But as of right now, it's a, it's a very tragic accident. Yes. And it has a lot of speculation around it with some very well-known, very well-known actors. Yes. But at the same time, like she was a wife, she was a mother, she was a daughter, she was a friend. And it's just heartbreaking that she met such a tragic demise, especially seeing as she, she was so young and she was like terrified of being on the water in general. Like, mm-hmm. and she tried to face her fears and stuff like by she, like her and Robert Wagner, from what I heard on My Favorite Murder, like they got remarried on a boat or a yacht or oh. probably a yacht because they're like rich people. But I mean, she tried facing her fear. She went out on that boat anyway, but at the end, like her deep, and like, this is what makes me so freaked out about this case. Her deepest fear is how she died. Right. And like my biggest fear for anyone who wants to scare the hell out of me is to be murdered while I'm at my house, specifically while I'm showering, because you're vulnerable in all the ways. Thanks. And psycho. like, right. Thanks, Alfred Hitchcock. But um, like Lindsay, I had a scare earlier today. We were about to record and like she hears she hears this thing and I just hear her scream. So would you like to touch okay. on that before we go? Well, first on Natalie Wood, I have to say, um, the only thing I was thinking the whole time is how on Gilmore Girls, Miss Celine only calls Lorelai Natalie Wood. Yeah. So that was just a little side note that I had to mention. But yeah, I almost died earlier. So I thought because I was sitting here, we're trying to go through the technical difficulties with Anna's microphone. And um, like, I'm sitting here, so I'm like, have you tried this? Have you tried that? And I'm making sure my notes are pulled up and like kids are distracted and all that. And I suddenly, my husband's at work. That is an important part here. My husband's at work. I had texting him, asking him, I have texted him asking about the technical difficulties because he knows technical stuff and he might've been available when her husband wasn't like, whatever. He hadn't answered. So I'm like, he's busy at work. And then I hear really loud talking and I'm like, well, great. The toddler turned up the TV really loud. Like what's going on? And, but it sounded closer. And my, where I record is like in our, I call it the front room. It's like a little office area. It's the front of the house. Yeah. It's your front room. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so it's not a lot closer than my living room. And I, so I stand up to go investigate. I saw a man standing in my front hallway and it took like, just like a split second to realize it was my husband. But Wait, like, that's when she screamed. And I was like, oh <laughs> my God. And um, like, I'm like bent over, like, oh my God, like freaking out. And he's like, are you okay? I was like, I didn't know what was happening. Your mic cut out completely. Oh. Are you there? Oh, I think I'm going too high. I'm sorry. I was just like, <laughs> I just heard somebody talking and I turned around and there was a person here. I didn't know you were coming. And, and it was embarrassing too, because he had somebody with him. 
Oh yeah. So like you embarrassed yourself in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So I, was like, I need to call you back. Like got off the phone with Anna real fast. And then like, like my, I didn't cry. But my eyes were stinging because it freaked me out so bad that I was about to cry. Right. Like, it's just one of those like off the fucking wall chances that he would and like he came into his house like he lives there he doesn't think to tell you he's coming but i was on the phone so if my uh doorbell camera notified like i didn't notice so right didn't catch it or or he moved so fast that like it just hadn't made it to my phone yet that right unfortunately sometimes and so like i had no idea he was here like i said i had texted him usually he calls like oh hey i'm gonna stop by the house especially because he was trying to pick something up like usually he would call me and be like like, hey, could you help me get this ready? Like, yeah. Like, hey, I'm going to need help carrying this or, you know, something like that. And I hadn't heard from him at all. So I wasn't expecting to hear from him at all. And then he was <laughs> and in then the house. There's like a person right in front of you. And I did that with my husband. Like, I'll be half awake and he'll like be moving around, like, and he'll make a sharp noise in the morning and I'll freaking scream or it'll be nighttime and he'll be coming to bed later than me and I'll scream because my first instinct is I'm going to die. And it's the true crime spider tingling. I'm telling it's, you, it's just one of those things. And he's like, babe, I'm like, oh, sorry. Or he'll, I'll have headphones on. I'm really bad about this. I'll have headphones on and I'll be jamming out like while I'm cooking or doing dishes and he'll come in and like tap me on the shoulder. And you would think at this point I would know it's him. Cause like, who's going to murder you and tap you on the shoulder first. But I always scream at the top of my lungs. And he's that like, reminds me. Thanks, my ears. I'm like, you're welcome. Thanks, Thanks for terrifying me. <laughs> Thanks for I giving me an instant remember, panic attack. I remember, because I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I know I've mentioned it to you personally, but on the podcast, but I don't talk about it because, I don't know. I think I have ADHD. And I don't talk about it because I'm not diagnosed. And I don't want right. to be like, oh, Dr. Google said. I truly believe I have ADHD. <laughs> I do too. Not so, that I believe you have it. I believe I have it. I mean, yeah. the way our conversations go, if let's y'all could like right hear now. us talk in general, not just like right now, but like while we're on FaceTime, it's like, and then this happened and we circle all the way around somehow with like seven different stories to go back to that original topic. Right. And so, so like one of the only ways I can get myself to do tasks that I don't want to do, such as dishes or laundry or whatever, is I have something in like with headphones well sometimes i can play like music blasting on the speakers like that kind of thing but um sometimes like i have, to have like a podcast or an audiobook something like that in my ears and it's also the only way i can listen to podcasts and audiobooks i have oh. to be doing something that we have to talk about that audiobook this. after we get done talking about this yes we do but um so i i vividly remember i got really into my favorite murder um like 2017, I think it was. I had just had LASIK and I had been telling me forever, like since my my favorite murder had come out, you need to listen to this, you need to listen to this. I can't listen to podcasts unless I'm doing something with my hands that doesn't yeah. require a lot of thought. And so I um I so I was listening to my favorite murder and I was binging it and I'm sitting there like cleaning my kitchen, the kids are all in bed, like all that. And I specifically remember. It was the very first time, I think it was like the Halloween episode. And they're, so they're telling like ghost stories. Right. So not only is it my favorite murder, which can be heavy anyways, they're talking about ghosts. And so I'm all into this. And then I had, I had arms grab me around my waist. No. And no. I screamed. 
it was yeah. my middle child and she's just cackling. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? She didn't see I had headphones in. Oh yeah, or, or whatever, and like, oh, or my she gosh. did, and just decided to be Henri because like that's she, her personality. That, that is very much her personality, but it was terrifying. Like, oh my gosh! So, all of this to say, you can very easily get to us just by showing up when we don't expect you. Yeah, no, it's really easy. Like, and then, like, my friend Kristen decided to surprise me, and my daughter called me at one point. And she was like, "Very, mommy, when are you coming home?" I miss you. Mm. I was like, yeah, what do you want? Do you need something while I'm in town? She's like, no, I just miss you. Come home. I was like, uh, huh. That's not how you normally talk to me when I'm gone. So, cause like her dad was here. I was like, what do you want? And she was like, no, just come home. And so like, I'm driving, I see a truck on the road and I was like, all right, I'll, like, I'll turn on my signal to go into my driveway when normally I don't. Cause there's no one else there. And then as I pull into my, my, um, carport there's a truck that just flies behind my truck I was like screaming what the fuck because like I think I'm about to die yeah and then I see this like black pop of like somebody's head and then uh -huh. I see them drop significantly and I was like oh I said you bitch like at the top of my lungs like I'm sure my neighbors just loved me that day oh, and I like blood curdling banshee screamed it and her friend's like, she's going to call the cops. And she's like, no, she's not. And I was like, you didn't tell me you were coming. She's like, yeah. And she's like, you didn't see us on the road. I was like, no. So while I'm hyper aware of my surroundings, I'm oblivious to my surroundings. Like you could be in Walmart, wave at me. I won't see you. You have to come up to me. I get in the zone of what I'm doing. I'm busy. <laughs> Again, it's the whole thing where I think I have ADHD. Like, I do too. I get hyper-focused on, on what I'm supposed to be doing. It's not even just hyper-focusing for me. It's just like, I don't want to be at Walmart. So please don't make me be at Walmart. Mm -hmm. So back to that audio book. Uh, let oh, me go into yes. my library. It was called, I'm, I'm Thinking of Ending Things by uh, Ian Reed. Okay. I need all of you book club moment i need all of you to download this book and listen to it that's how me and Lindsay listen to it and, and i, I want to emphasize i know a lot of people prefer reading it i feel like for one part in particular like you have to have the audio book yeah it's just that i don't know how part. it would translate on paper but it, it was so unsettling it was so creepy also it's i think i'm thinking of ending things it's not about suicide i just want to throw that out there so if Very anybody's important. like I don't want to read a book about that. That's not what this is about. It's about a relationship, but it's really important that like, it's about a relationship. Like that's where her headspace is at. It's narrated by a girl that, like I said, I listened to the audiobook. So if I like this book, I don't know. I don't think I understand the damn book. I, I just, one of those books where I, there's a Netflix like I movie. It. I have not watched the movie yet. I haven't watched the movie yet. Maybe we should watch trippy. the movie. Yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> it was so unsettling. And I just sat there the whole time going, okay. I heard this was a thriller. When's it going to get thrilling? And then, and then suddenly all like, of a sudden, it's just like a drastic, sharp shift. And they're just like, wait, a what? horror movie. What the hell just like, happened? It's not here? even just like, oh, this is a suspenseful story. It's suddenly. It's almost. Michael it's almost. Yeah. I was like, it's almost like boring as shit. And then just like the actual fuck is happening. And honestly, a lot of the times, and somebody can come at me if they disagree. 
a lot of times I felt the girls just annoying because like it's called I'm thinking of ending the things I'm thinking of it's, ending things so you know that she's thinking of ending her relationship so that's not a spoiler she, but like she gives away the reasons why and they're all like kind of petty but it'll be like he'll be talking about how great the guy is and like I really like him he's kind of cute like all this kind of stuff and then he'll just do like the tiniest thing that isn't even annoying or bad yeah. or anything and she's just like see this is it this is why i'm thinking of ending things and like why does he have to do and it's like he didn't do anything it's like that meme where it's like look at that bitch over there eating a cracker it's like what? you are so annoyed with somebody that but like every annoyed? little thing they do is so annoying it's just complimenting too yeah it's i don't know it was a good book it was a very like mind fuck type it's book. one of those books to me where i'm like <laughs> think i get it and we'll discuss that off air privately so we don't want to get spoilers yeah i think i get the ending but also part of me wonders was it actually a good twist or was it one of those oh shock factor i mean it was good enough for netflix to make a damn movie about it i mean but i I mean but it's what you know what i mean like is it just like a ha got you yeah now like i'm just gonna say intelligence i am as a writer that you didn't get some of the words some of the words they were using i was like okay you're smart we get you yeah well they made the boyfriend (laughs) um he's like a biochemist or something yeah he's like super fucking smart and so So, it's just like like the way the way he talks is like very arrogant almost like i said in the the main reason i get into this is like we're writers and so a lot of yeah. people start looking at books from a writer headspace yeah and so I do too. one of the things where it's like is it actually a good twist or is it or- the writer being arrogant of ha got you so now you have to go back and look for all the clues because it's i don't see how it's possible to look at the clues it, there was no clues i don't feel like there was any one, clues i was like there was one little clue yeah which we can talk about catch yeah we can talk about it like after something that she had heard about the movie okay see and that's the thing is like i want to see if they stay true to the book when it goes to the movie because like if they don't i'm gonna be pissed right and i don't know we'll have to talk about a lot of the things i have to say about it are very spoilery spoilery yeah me too but this is this is a call for action it's It's a five hour hour book yeah yeah which most audiobooks i listen to are like 24 hours yeah yeah so this is a call to action listeners Help us understand this stupid book. Because I understand it, but it's one of those, because anytime there's a plot twist, you can go back and see the clues littered in. Like, this is literally, not one of those plot twists. Literally, I finished this book and I immediately texted Lindsay. I was like, you have got to buy this and tell me if it's stupid or not. Yeah, I was getting ready to listen to a whole different book that my friend Blake told me to listen to. It was a Stephen King book that I coincidentally already had on my Audible. I just hadn't listened to it yet. Right. And he was listening to that and he's like, I need you to listen to this. Like, I want to talk about it. And I was like getting ready to start that. And then you texted me like the same day, pretty much. <laughs> and I was like, listen to this. And it was so short. Like I had to. And like I I couldn't take like I only reason I stopped listening was to charge my headphones and then of course like going to bed and stuff like that. Right. But like I wanted to keep listening. I'm just because it was one of those things of like, okay, when does it get like a thriller? Right. But then then it's just bam. And I, I remember there was one part where I'm surprised my kids didn't make fun of me because I had headphones in. And I said out loud, oh my God. Oh yeah, I think I know what part I'm talking about. I think I know what part you're talking about, yeah. I said it out loud, oh my God. And I was like almost sick. And like there's that one part, like I said, which I don't understand how it could possibly be in paper and have the same effect. 
they would have to change in my head because I haven't seen the book in physical form. They would have to change the font. Change the font. Yeah. Change the font, change the size. Something. Um, there, it has to be something to have the same effect because I, I don't know. That's why I recommend the audiobook on it because- I do too. For I, one, I, I just, I you just can remember, do other shit while you're listening exactly. to it. So that's cleaning. nice. That's what I do when I'm, like I said earlier, I listen to audiobooks or podcasts while I'm cleaning and stuff. And I was just like, I just stopped and was like, you can't, the listeners can't see my face, but- Anna, You just look really confused. Here, really confused. Like, I was just standing there like, huh? what's happening right now? I don't like this. Like, it's very, yeah. very unsettling. It really is. And like- Anything, like, you don't want to like turn you guys off from listening to it. It's the, the unsettling it's, part is not anything like graphic or- it's No, just, it's just it, eerie. It's eerie, it like, gives you chills. And that's why we're like, we don't know how it could translate the paper. It's literally the simplest of phrases. So I'm it's not going to say what it is. And over but it, it's and it's over. on a loop and it changes tone. Like it's very unsettling. Oh, and that's yeah. why the audio book is suggested because- thinking about it. Oh, I don't like it. But yeah, so- it, But also- We've, we've, we've probably taken up all of your time that you care to hear us today. <laughs> um, Talking about all sorts of things. Welcome to the well, random podcast called Ghosts in the Attic, Spies in the Basement. We've tried to stay on topic today, but we have squirrels in our brains that don't let us do that. But uh, yeah, so send us submissions of like your own stories at gabbpodcast at gmail.com. Especially you can, stories. You Tell can us what send you're us- wanting to hear in June. You can tell us about uh, things you'd like for us to cover on our Facebook Messenger, on our Facebook page, on our Instagram, direct messages, whatever. I mean, like you can reach us a a bunch of ways. Uh, It's GABV podcast everywhere. So Mm -hmm. please let us know what you want us to cover. If there's any, anybody listening that has a special suggestion. We will, you know, plug you on air, be like, hey, Keith decided he wanted us to cover blah, blah, blah today. And like, we'll give you a shout out. But we really want to hear from you guys because like we're, we think we're interesting, but it would be cool if like we could interact with other people who are also interesting. That and there's only so many topic ideas you can come up with on your own without it just being complete ripoffs of other podcasts. Yeah. And so and maybe you, we're about, we're not trying to, maybe, you know, way. something that we don't. Let us maybe, in on the, maybe on there's the good a case stuff. You wish that somebody would always cover and no one ever does. We Absolutely. We will gladly cover it as long as, you know, we have resources, we will source it out. So yeah, please contact us with your own stories or stories you'd like for us to cover. Uh, interact with us about this damn book because yes, I need, sucks. I need more people to know or what I'm talking about. Maybe you've seen the movie and let us or, know if the movie's any let good. Let us know if the movie's any good. Um, we'll, put the, the book in the show notes as well. So well, anybody we'll who, put the audible link specifically because like audible said, link, you got to yeah. hear that part. Ugh, so creepy. But Ironically, yeah, someone, it was chapter 23. Mm-hmm. Right, of course it was. But oh, yeah, so we're going to cover that at some point too. Spoiler alert. So yeah, <laughs> uh, if there's anything that you guys want us to cover, anything that you want to tell us or just share with us in general. We want to interact with you guys. So please interact here's, with us. Here's a direct call to action other than the book. Have you been driving down a, a highway at night and saw like what I saw, but like that doesn't look like a meteor or a shooting star or something and, like, and dropping to the ground. Or have you seen lights in the sky that clearly aren't planes? 
Let us know. We want to know. Or have you ever seen directly a UFO? Or or an actual alien? Like, hey, what's up? Tell me about it. Have you ever been abducted by aliens? Yeah, please let us know. I'll believe you. Yeah, not on Fortnite. I'll believe you either which way. But no, I just I want to interact with you guys because we do this because we enjoy it. So I mean, we're going to continue whether anybody interacts with us or not. But it would be more fun if we had people interacting with us. Yeah, it's always fun to find people where you have like a common ground. And a lot of the true crime people don't overlap with paranormal stuff. Oh, I do. I'm in groups that are true crime, paranormal crossover groups. Yeah, there's but- a few, and there's specifically one podcast called "And That's Why We Drink," which mm-hmm. covers paranormal and true crime. And we we're not trying to steal their like show ideas or anything like that. Like, no, that's not what we're like, doing we, here. It's just things we we're both interested in. Or it's like, hey, I know a lot about serial killers, but also I think there's a ghost in your corner. Oh, I thought you meant there was a ghost in my corner. I about screamed. <laughs> my corner too <laughs> like you pointed that way and I was like wait what that's behind me it's like oh no that's just a picture of me that my sister made <laughs> yeah it's a really good picture Jennifer I'm still waiting for mine just teasing you a little bit but uh yeah I guess that's it for us this week uh follow us on social at jbb podcast email us at gmail.com at ga no jbb podcast at gmail.com All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ghosts in the Attics, Bodies in the Basement, a Fearscape Media podcast. Music by Stephen Temperley. Artwork by Laura Ramsey. Find us online at fearscapemedia.com forward slash G-A-B-B podcast or on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at G-A-B-B podcast or email us G-A-B-B podcast at gmail.com. Thank you.